Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, September 12, 2022. Stand up for your country. So I file a column over the weekend called Deception on BillOReilly.com. And all of you uh, millions of people around the world, you can just go to the website and read it. You don't have to be a premium member or any of that. It's posted every Sunday. Just hours after I post the column, Vice President Harris confirms everything I say in the column by her appearance on Meet the Press. And I thank her very much, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So the column basically says that the Biden administration and other politicians as well can say whatever they want to say now in this country because the press allows it. And therefore, the deception factor is rising. And it's not just liberal Democrats. It's, it's all over the place. So we, the people, are being deceived on a daily basis about very, very important things. So here is how Vice President Kamala Harris made my point for me. Roll it. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. Oh, yeah, Trump. That's right. Trump made the open border. The last four years is what she's referring to about Trump. Well, this is just unbelievable. And I'll prove it in a minute. I'm going to prove it to you. But Chuck Todd sits there and allows a sitting vice president to lie right to him. Oh, we have a secure border. There isn't one Border Patrol agent from Brownsville, Texas to San Diego, California, who will tell you the border is secure. Not one. It's not secure. All right, here are the facts. In Donald Trump's last year, 2020, there were 548,000 encounters with foreign nationals on the border. 548,000. Since Joe Biden's inauguration in January 2021, 20 months, 20 months, 3,463,000 encounters. So from five and a half, 500,000 and a half, okay, to three and a half million. Yet Kamala Harris blames Trump for the incredible dereliction of duty coming out of Washington vis-a-vis the southern border. It's, it's shocking, but even more shocking is for NBC News to hire a man to sit there and meet the press and lie. She lies right to him and he lets it go. No follow up, nothing. Tim Russert, a good friend of mine who used to do Meet the Press, some of you will remember. I, I know Tim's in heaven. He's going, what the deuce? What the deuce? And that's why she can do it. That's why she can do it. 
All right. That's not the end of this. So then they go on to abortion. Go. We have some polling that shows confidence in the Supreme Court is at its lowest level that we've measured in over 20 years. Um, how much confidence do you have in the Supreme Court? I think this is an activist court. What does that mean? It means that we had an established right for almost half a century, which is the right of women to make decisions about their own body as an extension of what we have decided to be the privacy rights to which all people are entitled. And this court took that constitutional right away. And we are suffering as a nation because of it. Again, Todd, your sister, there is no constitutional right to privacy. It does not exist. And privacy does not exist in this country. Okay, so every state has telephone laws, so you can't tap somebody or you can't enter a a domicile without a warrant. These aren't privacy laws. This is to prevent the federal government from spying on you. There are no privacy laws in America or any state. So Mel Gibson is the poster boy for this. In California, you are supposed to get the permission from the person on the other end of the phone if you're taping that person. Well, Gibson was wailing on his ex-girlfriend or something. She taped him and put it out to the press. Totally illegal. Anything happen to her? No. Nothing. I can give you a thousand examples. You can point a gizmo, an electronic tech-based gizmo, at a person's house from the outside and capture their conversations. Nothing will happen to you. So all of us who understand this know we do not have privacy in this country. And yet this woman, as dense as she is, masquerades that this is a constitutional violation of privacy by an activist court, which is absurd. Put the issue of abortion aside. And Kamala Harris, by the way, would not provide any protections for the unborn. None. You could execute the unborn up till birth, according to her. And she's talking about rights? constitutional rights. But again, Chuck Todd. I mean, I'm telling you. So this whole thing, the what I want you to take away from this monologue and from my column is that we are being deceived at the highest levels in this country. You are not being told the truth about things that affect you directly. And the press is totally abdicated its responsibility. And that's the memo. All right, President Biden in Boston today, politicking, doing another Democratic National Committee event. And then he's delivering some uh, bipartisan infrastructure law something and then cancer something. I don't know. Uh, He's going to uh, Queen Elizabeth's funeral uh, a week from today, September 19th um, in uh, Scotland. 
And uh, that's good. Um, I'm sorry, the funeral is not going to be in Scotland. It's going to be in Westminster Abbey in London. So he's going to London. Uh, the, everybody's up in Scotland now, but they're coming down to Westminster Abbey. Look, we should show the utmost respect to Great Britain. We, the country of the United States, they are our most important ally. We are going to need them against Russia and China. So I'm glad he's going. And um, we should give uh, respect to Great Britain at the highest level. Okay, here's a follow-up on a story we did last week that most of you never heard about because of the corrupt mainstream media. There is a lawsuit in place filed by Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt and Louisiana Attorney Jeff Landry. The lawsuit says that the Biden administration, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Green Jean-Pierre, all have colluded with or coerce social media companies to suppress disfavored speakers' viewpoints and content on social media platforms by labeling the content disinformation or misinformation. Okay, so we, we reported this whole thing, and I'm going to uh, put the uh, crux of the allegation up on the screen now. Those of you listening on the radio, I will read slowly. Quote, having threatened and cajoled social media platforms for years to censor viewpoints and speakers disfavored by the left, Senior government officials in the executive branch have moved into a phase of open collusion with social media companies to suppress disfavored speakers' viewpoints and content on social media platforms under the Orwellian guise of halting so-called disinformation, misinformation, and malinformation. Okay? So we're talking about Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of that. This lawsuit says there is collusion. Now, Louisiana Judge Terry Dautry has ruled that Pierre, Jean-Pierre, and Fauci have to hand over all emails written to the social media uh, companies within 21 days. So it will be September 27th that they have to hand over those emails. Joining us now from Lafayette, Louisiana, Cajun country, is the Attorney General of Louisiana, Jeff Landry. So it's very nice of you to take the time. I know how busy you are down there especially with New Orleans being in the state that it's in, we might get to that. But um, the lawsuit that you filed is a very, very interesting lawsuit. And it didn't get much media attention on a national basis. Did that surprise you? It didn't. It didn't surprise me. Um, they'll suppress just about anything that's the truth, Bill. It's why we appreciate the great work that y'all do. Look, I believe this could be one of the most important cases that I believe ultimately will end up at the United States Supreme Court in over 100 years, because this strikes at the heart of what America is all about. This is about government basically colluding with or creating, taking private actors and turning them into government actors and then violating your constitutional rights. We know that the government cannot force a person uh, to enter your home uh, to help them search for a criminal activity that they otherwise would not have probable cause to get a warrant for, right? That would be a Fourth Amendment violation. Well, the same holds true for the First Amendment. And what we believe has happened and what we continue to, as we peel back the layers of discovery, it becomes more and more clear is that the government went out there and purposely censored information, had big tech purposely take information 
American citizens' First Amendment rights away from them uh, during the pandemic, during the Hunter Biden story, and so on. You know, let's go back to this. In the, so all through 2020, COVID-19 restrictions suppressed. Hunter Biden's laptop story suppressed. April of this year, the, the federal government creates a disinformation agency? Really? This is America. That's a prima facie First Amendment violation to have any federal agency named the disinformation agency. And so what did we do? We took action and we filed suit. And the, the federal judge here in Louisiana has allowed discovery, which no one thought we would get to. And now we're getting to peel back those layers of, of the onion and being, and being able to show Americans exactly what the government was up to during that time period. Okay. Now, the crux of this matter, and I am not an attorney, but I've been around, is that emails and correspondence between Jean-Pierre, the spokesman for President Biden, and Fauci, the spokesman on COVID, they have to produce these emails. Are you 100% sure these emails exist? Did they have direct contact with the leadership in Facebook and Twitter and all of this? We do. We believe that those emails absolutely do exist. We certainly, we know that we've identified over 32 government officials who are in constant contact with Facebook, Google, Twitter, some of them on a daily basis working to censor Americans' um, information that they were putting out on the platforms. And so again, we believe that. And then, then in the light of it, about a few weeks ago, Mark Zuckerberg goes on Joe Rogan's show and basically admits it for us. Uh, which gave us an opportunity to go back into court last week and ask the judge if we could subpoena the U.S. Department of Justice and the FBI. What did Zuckerberg say to update all of my viewers and listeners? What exactly did he say to Rogan? Yeah, so what Mark Zuckerberg went out on the Joe Rogan show and said was that, was that the FBI told them what to say and not to say on Facebook. Basically, that they were they were insinuating to Facebook that they were telling Facebook, don't put this information up. This is disinformation. This is Russian collusion. And then Facebook would do it. So they would censor that information. That'd be unbelievable. If you can prove that and get correspondence from the Justice Department actually directing uh, the social media companies what to allow and not allow, that would be incredible. Now, do you believe that these that Fauci and Jean-Pierre are going to turn over um, what the judge ordered to be turned over? Or are you going to have to take it a step further? Well, look, we're, we're willing to go as far as we need to go to ensure that we get those emails. I found it extremely um, enlightening that about two weeks after Fauci was served the subpoena, he decided that this was going to be his last go-round over at INH. And so, or I, NIH. And, you know, just that tells you a lot. I think that the more we start to uncover the things that, that went on during the pandemic, because all of the documentation, all of the emails that Dr. Fauci corresponded on, that's all a matter of public record uh, that we should have a right to. Yeah, absolutely. He's being paid by the taxpayer and supposed to be acting on their behalf. So uh, I, I agree with you. This might go to the Supreme Court in a, uh, you know, suppression of information by the Biden administration. 
Um, that's really what the bottom line is. You're, you and uh, Missouri, the state of Missouri, is saying, look, the federal government is suppressing information using private companies to do it, and that's illegal, correct? That's what it's all about. Right. I mean, think about it, Bill. It would be as though right before we went on to this show that you had to hand over your script, uh, all of your work product to some federal agent who's sitting in the production uh, office next to you, and they would redline it and highlight it and say, you can say this and you can't say that, and then they yeah. give it back to you. That's exactly what was going on. And when you get to that point, you are no people in America are no longer citizens they become subjects at that particular point. Do you think more states are going to join you? Well, look, we would hope so. Look, I, here's what I, I, to me, the end goal is to show the American people the level at which the, our federal bureaucracy believes that the American citizen is not capable of taking care of themselves or to ascertaining for themselves information going back and forth. It just shows you the control that many of these bureaucrats want to exert over American citizens Absolutely. and how far we've come since that time, you know, since the founding of the country. It's so dangerous because these social it, media companies are the most powerful companies in the world now. Nobody more powerful than these companies. And if they're going to basically say what the public can and can't hear, then we are on the road to totalitarianism. I have one question about New Orleans, a city that I, I, I love. And I've been there so many times. And I, we were talking before the interview started about uh, I got to get down there uh, next year, 23. But New Orleans is now on another down cycle, uh, particularly with crime. The, the drug gangs, as they have in many, many uh, country in, uh, cities in this country, are pretty much taking control. Even Bourbon Street and the French Quarter and the Garden District, subject to this kind of violence. Now, you're in Baton Rouge. I mean, that's where you are as the uh, attorney general of the state. It's the capital. What's going to happen to New Orleans? That is the gemstone, uh, the tourist magnet of Louisiana. Well, we need to get control of that city. Seven years ago, when I became the attorney general, I was very critical. At the time, uh, the mayor was Mitchell Andrew. He had entered into a federal consent decree with the New Orleans Police Department and the U.S. Department of Justice that basically placed the police department in New Orleans under federal control. This is something that happened during the Obama years. And if I can show you, if you go back and look at city by city by city that was placed under federal consent decrees, those are, Bill, the most dangerous cities in America. Right. And that's not by happenstance. Okay, that's what happens when the federal government tries to control local government. And so what's going on in New Orleans is exactly that. If we can wrestle the police department away from this federal judge that has basically put in place what I call hug-a-thug policies uh, that, that, that basically grant more rights to criminals than victims, then maybe we can get control of the city. But if not, it's going to be a sad state of affairs. Yeah, my, most people don't know it's the feds that are running the criminal justice system in New Orleans, not the state of Louisiana, and it's just deteriorated. You know, when I was down there last, about I, maybe 18 months ago, I wanted to go to the 9th just to see, you know, how things were there. I couldn't get anybody to take me. No. I couldn't I'm get anybody to take you know, me to the 9th Ward. They, they did not want... Uh, it wasn't that it was me O'Reilly, a journalist. It was like, if you go down there, somebody might shoot you. 
Right. It's a, the city has become an extremely dangerous place. The mayor is completely out of control. There's no, it's become lawlessness. It really has. But we're going to do our best. We're going to try to put some boots on the ground. We're going to try to wrestle this consent decree away from this federal judge and get that city back to the stardom that it, it certainly deserves. Because it is. It's got a lot of rich culture and heritage, uh, and it deserves a lot more than what it looks like today. It's a gem in America. I mean, the, the culture down uh, where you are right now in Lafayette is just incredible. Mr. Attorney General, please keep us posted on uh, this lawsuit. Uh, it is vitally important. We applaud you for doing work that most others won't do, and we'll keep everybody's uh, apprised step by step. Thanks again for helping us out today. Thank you. All right, so uh, here's an interesting thing. Uh, Americans spent more on taxes last year, 2021, than on food, clothing, and health care combined. This is from the Labor Department. Okay, so the average American spends $8,289 on food, $8,289, $1,754 on clothing, $5,451 on health care. All right, that all adds up to 15495 The average American pays in taxes, all told, $16,729. So you can see this creeping taxation is not just income tax or uh, Social Security tax. It's not all, it's just every single thing you do is now taxed. All right, everything you do. I mean, here in New York, it's so far out of control. They're putting a, they want to put this commuter tax in. When you drive into Manhattan, you have to pay an astronomical fee. It's going to cripple people who can't take public transportation, work the night shift. Okay, they don't want to be on a subway at 2 a.m. I mean, it's just going to kill people, but they don't care. because And it's all generated by Democrats. And I'm not a party guy, but it's just like it never ends. But I thought you'd like to know that. So in D.C., uh, Mayor Muriel Bowser has declared a public health emergency because of the 9,400 migrants bust into the district from Texas. So she says she can't handle them and uh, the Pentagon won't help her out. She's asked for the National Guard twice. They won't do it. And uh, now she's establishing an office of migrant services to give out free stuff to uh, the people who are coming up, the 9,400 foreign nationals. The free stuff she wants the federal government to pay for, and it will, because the federal government, once they're here, the migrants are here, and they say, oh, I want asylum, so I'm going to stay. Well, then their bills are picked up by the feds. (laughs) You think they're paying for the bus ride or the plane ride? No. And so the services, they they show up and they go, well, I got to eat, I got to live someplace. They don't have enough money to buy a house or rent an apartment, particularly in places like Washington, New York. So anyway, but Muriel Bowser is a big sanctuary city. Oh, yeah. Let everybody in. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're there. And now she's got a state of emergency. All right, let's go to the media. So I hesitated to even mention this man's name, Brian Stelter. Um, he is a uh, far left hatchet man, uh, dishonest individual, in my opinion. So CNN fired him, uh, basically because nobody watched his uh, dopey show. And now he's going to Harvard. 
So the Kennedy School, uh, where I uh, attended, uh, the Shorenstein Center on Media has uh, given him a fellowship. Okay. Um, I'm not angry about that, but I asked my staff, I said, um, can you find any non-liberal people who have fellowships? So we can't. We asked the Shorenstein Center, can you tell us who the fellows are? There are six of them. And a fellow can be a woman, so that's politically incorrect there, Harvard. Um, but anyway, uh, they're all left-wingers, it seems. So going back in history, recent history, only Corey Lewandowski and Sean Spicer, two Trump uh, people, uh, they did get fellowships there, to be fair. But anyway, uh, this guy Stelter, he's there to spread his propaganda around. Uh, of course, it won't be challenged. And Look, I'm not petty like that. I paid my way. I didn't get any fellowship. I paid my way and got a master's degree in public administration from the Kennedy School at Harvard. And it was really worthwhile back then. It wasn't crazy left back then. It was left, but not crazy left. Now, okay. Um, the Harvard Crimson, the newspaper, did a study of the uh, arts and sciences department, which is the biggest department at the school. And uh, faculty outnumber, uh, liberal faculty outnumber conservatives 82 to 1. <laughs> so, you know. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. It's what it is, the country we live in. All right. Media flashback. So uh, on Thursday, last Thursday, I uh, did a thing on Oprah and how extraordinary her success is in a so-called racist nation like America, right? We're a racist nation. I said, come on. This is the best example that you could point out to anybody. We're not a racist nation. This woman with the worst upbringing and it comes out of Mississippi and becomes the wealthiest African-American woman in the world. Okay. So I mentioned that I was on uh, the Oprah Winfrey program in a town hall, and this was October 27, 2006. I was talking about my book, Culture Warrior. And by the way, Culture Warrior, massive bestseller. I still get mail saying, you know, everything that you wrote about in 2006, O'Reilly, has come true in 2022. So you're an oracle. But anyway, I was on with Oprah, and here's what I said. 
And television news, they're a bunch of phonies. I mean, they really are. I mean, I know all these people. And they're in makeup three hours. They're like this, you know. And they read what's put in front of them. And they're politically correct. I call it cocktail party cred. So if you're pro-life, for example, you can't exist in network news if you're pro-life. You'll never get invited to a party. You'll be ostracized. Can you imagine if you worked for Frank Rich's employer, the New York Times, and you went into work tomorrow and you said, hey, you know, that Bill O'Reilly, he's got a hell of a show. I like that guy. Nobody talked to you. All right. You think so? Oh, do I think so? Yeah. yeah. I walk by that building, crosses come out. <laughs> Absolutely true. And it's worse now. Far worse now. Anyway, I thought you might enjoy that. Smart life. Now, again, for those of you just joining us or not plugged into what we do, Smart Life is a daily segment. It is on BillOReilly.com, designed to save you money and make your life easier. All right? This is unique. We're doing this solely for you. So as uh, I have often stated, I don't cook, but I do barbecue. I can get the grill up and running, and I can do that. So on Saturday, I went to the butcher. All right, good guy in my town. I, and I try to keep all my purchases in my town to help everybody, you know, all the merchants. So I go in, I go, I need two burgers. Uh, I'm going to grill them on up tonight. Okay. I get two burgers, prime, prime, not frozen stuff, you know, no, no, no. Two burgers for $7. Okay. All right. Across the street from the butcher, right across the street is a pub. And a burger in the pub is $22. You get cheese and fries, too, with the burger, $22. So you go in and you're ordering two burgers, $44. You buy the burgers from the butcher across the street, $7. So just as an experiment, that night I went by the pub to see how many people were eating burgers. <laughs> a lot. Smart life. You don't have to, in these days of inflation, deny yourself. You don't. But you have to buy smart. You just have to. And you have to kind of think about all this. You know, I would like this. All right. Um, how do I get it? And how do I get it at a price? Come on, $7 as opposed to $44 for two burgers? I, I almost don't feel sorry for the people eating, eating the $22 burger. I mean, why don't you just set your money on fire? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Smart life. This day in history, September 12th, 1959. All right. Bonanza. The TV show debuted 63 years ago. So this was a color Western on NBC. On 1959, there weren't that many color shows. And Bonanza hit big. Roll it. Where's little Joe? He's supposed to have met us here. I want a report of those cattle he was supposed to bring down from the North End. Oh, you'll get it, son. You uh, might have to wait until he's ready to give it to you. I want that report now. Maybe 
Best thing for you to do is go find him. I intend to do just that, Pop. Horse will know where he is. Adam. Remember, he's your brother. A brother or not, I expect him to do his share, same as the rest of us. He's a boy, son. Not a man like you. Only thing wrong with him, he's young. Uh, young or not, still a cartwright. <laughs> Okay, so it was Bonanza. It ran 14 years, and it was number one, like, five or six of those years. So here's what happened to the players. Lauren Green was Ben Cartwright. All right, he uh, continued his career acting after the show. He was in Roots, the 1977 miniseries, and he was the spokesperson for Alpo Dog Food. He died on September 11, 1987, age 72. All right, then there was Michael Landon, Little Joe. So he went to another hit series after Bonanza, Little House on the Prairie. You may remember that. And then after that went off the air, he directed Little, uh, Highway to Heaven. Okay, ran for five seasons. He died at age 54 from pancreatic cancer. Dan Blocker, Haas. Okay, he died during the program run at age 43 from an embolism following gallbladder surgery. He founded the Bonanza Steakhouse chain, and there are 44 Bonanza Steakhouses still in the USA. And then finally, Pernell Roberts, Adam Cartwright. He left the show in a dispute, uh, and then he went to another hit show, Trapper John, M.D., and he died of pancreatic cancer at the age of 81. Now, Bonanza could not be on the air today. Couldn't happen. Why? Four white guys. No uh, females. Uh, ben was a widow-er. And no people of color. Couldn't happen today. All right, right back with mail and a final thought about uh, what happened in the church parking lot to me on Sunday. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day 
and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, here we go on the mail. Joe, Bill, I don't mind at all President Trump talking about 2020 election. He always connects his remarks to a call for reforms, not on seating Biden. I know GOP elites hate it, but I think it's important. Okay, look, Joe, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I don't think it does Trump or the nation any good to dwell on it. I think he should be running on his record. Randall, concierge member, Randall gets direct access to me. Bill, your forecast for the future of America is breathtaking. I believe you are the only one in the media who really understands the ramifications of dark money buying a false reality. It is horrifying. Along with what we talked about tonight, the alliance between the left and the social media companies. Carol, concierge member, thank you, Carol. It appears 2022 midterms, a battle of whether you should be more worried about what Republicans could do as opposed to what Democrats have already done. I think that's a good analysis, Carol. Harv, deception is easy when speaking to fools. Harv, referring to my column. Yes, yes, if people don't know anything, you can deceive them in every form of life. That is absolutely true. Robert Concierge, remember, what's really scary is that millions of Americans believe anything and everything President Biden says. If for no other reason, it's because he's not Donald Trump. Yeah, I know, but we're, we're paying for that now, are we not? Linda, but the average person does not have a personal doctor anymore. Hard to find a doctor, and usually you have to see who's available in the practice. Linda, I'm telling you, it's vital. You don't have a personal doctor. It's vital. So I understand it's not easy anymore, but you got to find one. David, Bill, your comments regarding Oprah's success long before this ideological woke garbage came about is a complete contrast to what she espouses and promotes these days. She's now in the woke camp. It doesn't matter to me. Oprah is Oprah. You do what you want to do. I made the bigger point about the country. That's the important thing. Brian Belbin, Richmond, Indiana. Can you explain why the Democrats want to let every awful criminal out of jail? Because they believe the race, the justice system is racist. That's why it's insane. That whole thing is insane, but that's why they do it. Douglas Streifling, Richmond, Washington. On the Nosebin News, you've said the FBI is corrupt under the leadership of Ray and Comey. Based on killing mob, the FBI was corrupt under Hoover. When was it not corrupt? Hoover's corruption was different. Hoover wasn't doing uh, investigations based on advancing a political agenda. Yes, he was fighting communism, and that's where Martin Luther King came in. Hoover said... King was a communist. That's what he believed. Um, But now you have an agency, the most powerful agency, law enforcement in America, allying itself with a political party. So Hoover scared their wits out of both Democrats and Republicans. You know, I know what you're saying. The FBI is not, but it did a lot of good, particularly after 9-11. The FBI really stepped up and protected us after 9-11. Daniel Duran, Flower Mound, Texas, just a simple thanks for what you do, O'Reilly. I realize you don't have to do it. You could easily retire. We need your strong voice analysis in the country. I've read all your books, watch you every night. You are sharp and entertaining. Well, thank you, Daniel. I appreciate that compliment. We believe that we are doing a lot of good here, and that's why we continue to do it. 
Brian McDaniel, South Park, Pennsylvania, just finished reading Killing Reagan, another great book in the series. What really struck me in the writing of this later White House years is how closely Reagan's decline matches what we see from Biden. Yeah, but it's different. Though Ronald Reagan was shot and almost died, and that brought on some mental deficiency, but he overcame it, Reagan. And then at the end of his eight years, it came back. I don't think Biden has had one clear day since he's been uh, in the Oval Office. Deborah Ravel, Carrollton, Texas. I was wondering if you plan on watching the new Elvis movie since your latest book focuses on Elvis. That would be Killing the Legends Out two weeks from tomorrow. And we have the brand new uh, excerpt of Muhammad Ali. Now, to answer your Elvis Preston, I did see the movie. It's basically a snapshot for those who don't know about Elvis, the younger crew. That's what it was. But it doesn't really get into how he affected America, which he did in a very important way, and what really happened to him. And that's what Killing the Legends, The Lethal Danger of Celebrity is all about. You can pre-order on BillOReilly.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all that. And I hope you do because it will be the most controversial book of the year, Killing the Legends, out two weeks from tomorrow. All right, right back with a final thought. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the Internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So final thought today. I'm coming out of church tomorrow, uh, yesterday, tomorrow, Um, 1030 Mass. And a very nice woman who I'd never met before, I didn't know her at all, comes up to me. And uh, she says, oh, I I watch and listen to you on the radio, and I watch uh, your broadcasts, and and I'm a big fan, and I'm really worried about my children. So uh, what what can I do? It was a personal thing. And I said, well, I understand exactly what you're saying, because I got two urchins myself. And they're uh, in college, one's in law school, one's in regular college. And I said, what I have done to counter the madness, the secularism, the disrespect toward other people and country to do all that, is I made a partnership with them based upon me (laughs) paying most of their bills. I mean, I really didn't have much of a choice in this partnership. They had to be my partner. But the partnership is basically this. Parents now have to guide their children through early adulthood. You can't. When I was 17, it was sayonara, mom and dad, I'll see you around. I was out of there. I, yeah, I slept there, but they didn't know what I was doing. I was working. I had a car. They didn't know. And they didn't care. They, was, they just don't get arrested. All right. Don't get into trouble. But now parents have to have to make a partnership. And whereby any disturbing stuff has to be discussed, analyzed. Now, 
some of the urchins aren't going to buy into it. They'll say it's an intrusion on their freedom or whatever it is. But you'd be surprised how many do want that because they're confused about what happens. And what if they're attacked on the Internet and things like this? And I'm a big problem-solving guy, which separates me from Biden and Harris. I, I want to solve problems. So anyway, I told a woman, first of all, I said, I really appreciate the question, but parents have got to save their own children now, even into adulthood. And the partnership is the best way to do it. You've got to talk about stuff, right and wrong, how we live, philosophy, you know, all of that. And I, she was relieved because I gave her something solid. You know, I, I said, sometimes it takes a while to convince the urchin to buy in. All right. But if they do, then you can help them. All right. You can tell them why you believe what you believe, why you go to church, why you do certain things. So you have that pipeline, that direct pipeline. But that's what it's going to be. Our society is just crazy insane now and by the way uh i forgot the word of the day is don't be a barber monger <laughs> and that there's a lot of barber mongers out there in our society and we got to counter that thanks for watching and listening to the no spin news we'll see you tomorrow